Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Did you know that the average MSP spends 10 hours manually inputting accounting data each week? That time is 120 prospect calls, building an entire Lego Death Star, or most of the content put out by Carl Polichuk in a week. Gazinta Mobius can make your life easier through accounting automation. Automatic sync of invoices, expenses, and inventory from ConnectWise Manage into QuickBooks Online in just a single click of a button. With onboarding, direct support, and regular feature releases, Gazinta is a family-owned company dedicating to making software suck a little less each day. Visit them at G-O-Z-Y-N-T-A dot com. This is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Abe Stein, and Abe is the general manager of uh, a firm called Matter365. And uh, I got to say, I very rarely get to be able to say there's no question of how the listeners will make money from this guest. <laughs> so, so Abe, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and who... Uh, uh, Matter 365 is, and then we'll get into how we make money. Sure thing. So uh, my name is Abe Stein. Uh, as mentioned, I'm uh, the general manager uh, with Matter 365. Uh, based, I'm, I'm based in Boston, although we really um, got our start here uh, just before the, the pandemic hit. So we are a pretty distributed team at Matter 365 with folks across uh, North America, Canada, Toronto, Arizona, Massachusetts, as well as some team members uh, across the pond in Europe. Uh, and we uh, at Matter365 have a practice management solution uh, for law firms, accounting firms, really for any type of professional services firm. Um, and you know what, what makes our offering unique is that we've built the invoicing capabilities, time tracking, collaboration tools directly into Microsoft 365. Uh, so for instance, we ha don't have our own concept of file storage, right? The files are going into their OneDrive um, and, and we tie in directly to the client's um, uh, you know, Microsoft 365 tenant. Cool. So, so uh, what's your background? Is it in programming or IT services or? Yeah, so my, my background personally is in uh, early to growth stage startups on the sales and business development side. So I, uh, I, I got my start here in Boston uh, about a decade ago with uh, a cloud hosting provider, you know, competitor to AWS, Google, you name it, um, and have really spent the bulk of my career in, in various sales and business development roles, uh, working with uh, you know, IT stakeholders, both on the corporate level and in, in the channel. Cool. So um, I go to one of my attorney clients who currently has got um, whatever. I mean, they, they have tools for looking up legal stuff and they have tools for, for tracking their time. Uh, how am I going to convince them stop doing things the old way and start doing them the new way? Like, like, how do I begin that conversation? Sure. So it really, you know, begins and ends with uh, 
the dependency of attorneys, paralegals, and, and law firms, for instance, on their Microsoft applications, right? Lawyers and their paralegal and support staff, they live in Microsoft Word, right? Accountants and accounting firms, they live in Excel. My, the Microsoft Office Suite is, you know, the single most indispensable tool to them. And so, you know, what we've seen over the years is this explosion of um, separate standalone tools to help these types of firms and professionals, you know, use this software to build, use that other software for uh, time tracking, use a third software to store their, their uh, files in, right? Um, a fourth software for sort of task and project management. Now, over the last few years, Microsoft has really sort of found its footing with Microsoft 365 and the cloud version of their offerings. And so the, really where you start that conversation with them is, you know, it, the consolidation of all their tools really into their Microsoft environment, right? And essentially imagine if Microsoft 365 was built for lawyers. Right. So do you do you go in and say, imagine a world where you didn't have to have six tools? Uh, imagine a world where those those invoices go away and we put it all in one platform. Is that kind of the that's, approach? That, that's exactly right. A big part of it is is the consolidation of all these different tools. And, and for, you know, small and midsize uh, pro services firms, that's that's huge because it's not just the cost of you know having you know just all these different SKUs you have to pay for, but it's you've got now a team that's constantly going in and out of six, seven, eight different applications that has to learn how to use all of them, that has to remember, did I store this file in my OneDrive or in my in my Dropbox? You know, they, and so that leads to a lot of confusion, redundancy, and and costs um, over right. time. You know, it's interesting. I had a client uh, many years ago who was an accounting firm, and we tried forever to get them to upgrade their old crappy version of, you know, uh, Office. But, you know, they had a CD and they could put it in anywhere and they could load it up 100 times and whatever. Right. And when I went in and showed them about sharing calendars, they were like, well, why didn't you tell us this before? <laughs> It's like literally they didn't know that that was a feature that would make everything in their office better. Right. Right. So a lot of this has to do with giving people information about something that they they either own or they're this close to owning. You know, they, right. they sort of those those features are just around the corner. Right. No. And, and that is one of the tricky parts where, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so, you know, we could sit here and talk about, you know, what we provide or what any other vendor provides. That's why, you know, just the process of giving a live demo has become sort of the de facto practice in sort of the software world. Right. It's right. very different to see something in action. So um, you yeah. mentioned, uh, you know, you go into an office and they're putting some stuff here and some stuff there and putting things in Dropbox and whatever. Um, is it become easier to sell with the, I guess, the scary security environment we're in where you say, look, you don't need data just randomly spread all over your employees, random <laughs> systems. Let's lock this into, you can only share it onto the, uh, the Azure or the, uh, um, the OneDrive specifically, because that's our, that's our legit storage space. Right. No, that, that's exactly right. I mean, we, when you when it comes to you know managing and balancing 
you know, sprawling, you know, IT stack as a small firm, that means you've got to secure it all, right? And so if you as a professional services firm, or if you as a, you know, IT firm working on behalf of a pro services firm, you know, really only have to secure Microsoft 365 along with the devices connected to it, you know, there's a lot less vulnerability than a sprawling set of tools and software that some folks use, other don't, others don't. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. So uh, let me switch gears and get technical for a minute. Sure. I'm an IT service provider. I go to an accountant or an attorney and I say, you know, we want to put this system in place. What does it look like? I mean, in terms of what do I have to do? Do I just go into your portal and put in the client's name and it magically appears or what, right. what happens? No, it's a great question. So, you, you know, typically what we do with our IT service providers is guide them through, you know, the, the uh, client registration process It's really quite simple. All you got to do is fill out a web form and you, you, you fill that out with the client's uh, Microsoft you know, tenant credentials, right? You do need to provide that sort of capability where we as Matter365 tie in to their Microsoft tenant. Now we don't uh, touch the data. We're essentially an orchestration tool on top of their Microsoft 365. But so though once they register with that and grant sort of single sign-on access and some of the other permissions, um, they've now got that account set up in Matter365. And what, and what they would do is then, for instance, log into Matter 365, which would then be sort of a blank canvas for them. And they would create a new matter if they're a law firm, for example. You know, the client name and information, the type of, uh, the type of uh, law that is being practiced, where the client can't, you know, the typical stuff. And that then automatically provisions in their Microsoft 365 account, a dedicated space in Planner, in Outlook, in uh, OneDrive for that matter. So now everybody at the law firm, the paralegal, the practicing attorney, back office staff, they all now have access to those spaces where contracts are gonna be edited, where uh, the workflow is gonna be managed and planner. All of that is then created from Matter 365. So, so when you say uh, that you create a matter, that's a client with a specific job, like a, a contract right. that they're working on. Right, an engagement, if you will, you know, if you're in the consulting world. Um, and uh, yeah, it's effectively a project. Right. So is there ongoing maintenance that needs to be done by either the client or the uh, IT service provider? Uh, there's not ongoing maintenance. There's typically ongoing, you know, um, uh, you know, best practices that certainly you want to maintain. Um, and, you know, a lot, some of this then comes to, you know, change management, right? And helping a firm who maybe is used to more legacy solutions and software really, you know, understand what are the capabilities of Planner, right? And how you can easily with one, you know, one click, essentially have the deadlines you set in planner also now appear in your outlook calendar right so a lot of it is about enablement and training as it relates to maintenance though there's really no ongoing maintenance because it's just like there's not a lot of ongoing maintenance with microsoft 365 right it's a SaaS platform um and it's outside of you know some you know some security configuration um there's no real ongoing maintenance needed Cool. So uh, I'm assuming this is a monthly subscription or annual subscription or something. That's correct. We offer both um, both versions. You can either sign up for the annual plan or or pay month to month. 
So how does the uh, MSP make money? So that's uh, obviously a key question, right? <laughs> so um, uh, you know, naturally, they make money. We have a very on on the margin share, right? We've got a very generous margin share based on you know volume uh, based discount pricing. Uh, but what we've actually seen a lot of is the ability for this to serve as a catalyst to get some, to help usher some of their clients from. Uh, old versions of Office 365 onto Microsoft 365. They sort of show this off and they say, oh, that that looks like a practice management solution I could actually use because it's familiar to them. And the IT service provider can say, well, great. Let me finally, it's time to finally get up to Microsoft 365 because this doesn't work with your Exchange server. Right. And do you find uh, the professional services are, are harder to sell that that they say, well, you know, we've done it this way forever, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Because especially, you know, I think about like the the timekeeping tools. Everybody's got their favorite, and you will not, you know, drag this from my, you know, dead bare hands or whatever. Right. I uh, I'm gonna be honest. The I mean, that was the case in our early days. The the reality is the last year and a half and this craziness has kind of driven the point home that like change is happening and needs to happen. Um, and so, you know, the this sort of catalyst that this has served as forcing firms to reevaluate the tools they use and sort of their reluctance to shift to the cloud. And, you know, that has sort of opened up a bit of a, a you know, a, a whole new world of considering new tools and actually investing in sort of a real transition to a new newer. Well, so as a totally hosted solution that just plugs into Microsoft 365, it seems to me like there's nothing that tags you to an office, right? It's like you could onboard somebody who never had an office, never will have an office. That's, that's exactly sitting, right. You know, uh, when, when it's all in the cloud, that's that's easy. So the other thing is uh, a lot of law firms are nervous and, and uh, accountants as well. They're very nervous about security. And, you know, I, I've got my clients' proprietary information, their privacy information, their money <laughs> information. Uh, so is does this like add a level of uh, um, worry about security? So when we walk them through how our platform is actually architected, the answer is no, right? One of the most unique and really important things about you know, Matter 365 is that we are, as I mentioned before, we're not hosting their files, their data. So if, if, a, you know, if one of these firms is not willing to move to Microsoft 365 and, and, and sort of tr trust in Microsoft, then there's nothing any startup or any other new vendor or new entrants going to be able to do to address that, right? So that that's been really big for us is being able to show you know and uh, our clients how listen you just you're just dragging and dropping things into your OneDrive in the end, right? We're not hosting; it's not going to our data centers, and and that's big for that level of trust. It also is big for the flexibility, right? So you can generally speaking determine which region your Microsoft 365 account is, is hosted, right? So we've got law firm clients and IT, you know, partners in Canada. Well, you better believe that those law firms are going to want to make sure everything is, you know, remains in, in Canada. Right. Um, and so with that, they've got that capability with us because we're not dumping their files and their data into, you know, U S or other 
data centers. And, and do you serve outside the North America? We do. Uh, you know, our primary market certainly is North America, and we only have our, our applications today available in English. But we have clients uh, internationally, and we've got clients in Africa, in uh, Singapore and Hong Kong, uh, all over Europe. Um, you okay. know, really any, a lot of countries practices. now, like Australia, the data can't leave the country. So it, you, you have to be able to pick the Microsoft data center in your exactly. country. And that's, so. and that's key for them. Uh, so let me just take a, a quick second and uh, let you give out the website. How do we how do we find this? Where do we go to get started? Sure. So you just go on over to www.matter365.com. Uh, that's where you can find us on our website. We also are uh, continue to build out um, a pretty robust set of content on our YouTube channel. Uh, really trying to highlight quick how to videos for you know how a law firm or an accounting firm can just get the most out of Microsoft without even meant, you know, without even talking about matter 365. Right. Right. That's a great way to do sales. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and so we'll put all those links down below in the show notes, make sure people have access to that. So when uh, I'm a partner, is it, uh, is it difficult to sign up as a partner or do I just check a box and yeah, no, very simple to sign up as a partner. You just uh, submit a request on our website, review the contract and, and click accept. Um, and you can get started right away. There's no minimum commitment. We don't have any upfront fees to get certified or join the program. And, and that's in large part, again, because, you know, our partners already understand and, and can manage 90% of this all by themselves because, so much of it is just right in the Microsoft tenant, right? So we don't need to spend time ensuring that they've gone through rigorous training to really, you know, architect this and, and migrate customers accordingly. If they're already familiar with, uh, uh, you know, the core migration tools for Microsoft and, and setting up a Microsoft 365 environment, it's a breeze. And so that's all done on the Microsoft tenant. So there's no like dashboard for Matter 365. So there is, we, within your Matter 365 account, we do have a dashboard for the, the end customer, right? That allows anybody who logs in to be able to view, get a quick view into, okay, here's all the matters or projects I've working on recently. Here is the, uh, the sort of status of my tasks. You know, then that's just pulling from planner. Here's an overview of my billing and invoicing data. Uh, you name it, right? And so we, we sort of tie all of their Microsoft data together through this portal and dashboard, but we're not hosting any of that data. So if they then want to click in to get the granular view of any of this, then take them, for example, to their planner board. Right. And do you think this is more appealing to uh, younger professionals or is it pretty much like everybody loves it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty much across the board, you know, it, for, you know, folks who have been around the block and are, you know, have dependent on Microsoft their whole lives, um, they, they get tremendous value out of this because they, you know, are able to get a lot of the tools that they've maybe heard about all these other vendors having in, in an environment, in a sort of UX that is familiar to them. And for younger professionals, you know, still, even if, you know, you're a 25 year old or 20, you know, who just came out of uh, law school, well, whatever firm you're going to, they're putting you in Microsoft, right? And so even if you've sort of lived on Gmail your whole life, the vast majority of law firms, accounting firms, they're still using Microsoft 365 as their de facto. Right. There's a handful uh, still on WordPerfect, I have to be honest. Yeah, there absolutely is, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
who whose credit card goes into your system? Is it me or my clients? It's generally speaking uh, yours as the IT as the IT provider. So the managed service provider has an account with you. And so I can bill my client, whatever the hell I can get away with. That is exactly right. And that is the aim. You know, our aim is to equip you with a tool that you can, that really fits with your capabilities and tech stack. You don't have to get a bunch of text trained on something entirely new. You know, with many times with our partners, we find they know things about Microsoft that we don't even know yet because they've been in business with Microsoft for 20 years. We started three years ago. You know? Well, I, I always prefer to, to ding the credit card myself because then I feel like I own the client. That is, and that's our intention. Yeah. And so, you know, when it also allows me to bundle this with something else and say, you know, here's my whatever cloud five pack for attorneys. Here's the cloud five pack for this. And I just bundle that in with, you know, five licenses of something else and, uh, and, you know, sell it as a bundle. And that way, clients don't pick it apart and say, well, wait, how much of that goes to Matters 365? <laughs> and, and our most successful partners take exactly that approach. And, you know, by the way, if they're willing to pay up front for the annual plan for their on behalf of their customer, then, you know, if they want to, you know, bill their customer, whatever makes sense for them, well, there might be some additional margin in it there as well, you know, for them taking on that additional risk. Right. So, um, I'm assuming most of your MSP partners uh, focus heavily on one of these verticals. Um, Correct. Do you have partners who like, they just, you know, they do anybody and everybody, but they've got like three attorneys and is it worthwhile for them? Uh, so it is, you know, generally speaking, uh, worthwhile for them because we have, we have today, we have two versions of our application that are, we have one that really is specifically geared towards a legal vertical and where things are, for instance, called matters, whereas we have our professional services uh, license. And that is where everything is referred to like as a project instead of a matter, right? And so it's just some front end UI, um, you know, tweaks that we've made to make it a little bit more applicable to accounting firms, consulting firms, non we have a, a number of nonprofit clients, for instance. So if you don't specialize in the legal sector, there, you know, that's by no means an issue at all. Oh, so we've been, I've, I've been using the examples of attorneys and accountants, but it's really attorneys and other pretty much any professional service. That's exactly right. Very cool. So would you say that uh, uh, it's fairly easy for people to get started? Like if I go to your website, uh, will I be able to figure this out or do I need a, an onboarding phone call and a, a walkthrough? Yeah, so that's, that is a great question. Um, you know, generally speaking, it's very easy to sign up. Um, the one thing that, you know, one times it, the, the one scenario in which it is generally beneficial to have an onboarding call is it, you know, the scenario in which somebody tries signing up with their burner account or with their Gmail, right? You can't create a Matter 365 account without a Microsoft account. Now, if you want to go to our website and sign up and, and just sort of try it out, you, you put in your Gmail account. Well, we've got a roster of trial accounts that we'll just assign to you anyways. You'll be able to log in. But generally speaking, that can sometimes throw people off in that, you know, they try to sign up and then kind of nothing happens immediately. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I send out a newsletter every week and it has a probably 5,000 Gmail burner accounts on it because people just, they, they want to be able to just ignore all that stuff that they've signed up for as a right. test. Um, but on the other hand, you know, everybody who's reselling Microsoft as a, you know, cloud service provider 
has got their Microsoft partner account. Exactly. So, and is that the account that they would use or versus their own like, you know, personal email? That's correct. So typically, for instance, with our partners, they'll create, you know, they're, they'll register as a partner with their whatever their, you know, corporate or, you know, company tenant is at Microsoft. And then with each individual client, you know, that they set up an account for, they'll, they'll create that account using that client's tenant that they've resold and, and, and provisioned for their end customer. So do I need to prove to you that I'm a uh, Microsoft CSP or does that, is that sort of irrelevant because it just won't work if I'm not? Right. No, that's exactly right. Um, it's and it's very clear, you know, I mean, we don't generally speaking sign up partners without having, you know, a conversation. We like to really partner closely with with our um, resellers. And and so, you know, it's very clear very quickly whether or not somebody really is a Microsoft uh, expert and really lives and breathes that or not. Right. So um, in terms of the flow of cash. Uh, I get an invoice from you once a month. Is it at the, the end of the month of like how much I've used? And, and then I bill my clients at the first of the month. So I get. Yeah. So it's, you get you get invoiced uh, monthly um, if you uh, have if you are um, reselling the, the licenses on a monthly basis. Right now, what most of our partners end up doing is just paying up front immediately for the annual plan and then reselling monthly to their clients. So oftentimes they'll just get invoiced whenever they sign up for a, a new client and they've now been invoiced for the full year and they pass on, you know, they invoice added to their monthly invoice for their clients um, at whatever date and billing cycle they do, they, they um, use for their, their end customers. Right. Very cool. So what is the best way to get in touch with you? Is it just the matter365.com? Yeah, you can also reach out to me just directly uh, via email at abe at matter365.com. Uh, and always happy to talk to, to different IT professionals and, and partners. We've been really prioritizing uh, that as really our primary, you know, go-to-market strategy uh, here on out. We spent, you know, the first few years really working directly with our end customers to validate that we had you know, a product that served all their needs that we, you know, that not just that we could sell it, right. But that this was something that folks would keep paying for. Um, right. And at above hundred uh, percent net revenue retention uh, we've, you know, long since passed that, you know, hitting, hitting that uh, uh, benchmark. And so we've been primarily focusing on, on ramping up our channel program and onboarding more and more uh, Microsoft CSP partners. Um, as our primary uh, method of getting in front of end customers. Very cool. So um, would you say, this might be a sensitive question, but would you say that you're one of the success stories of, you know, somebody who thrived during the, the uh, pandemic? Uh, as weird as it sounds to sort of say that, uh, yes. I mean, it, it, it was, there was such a noticeable shift over the course of just the first few months of, I mean, we were still having, you know, uh, a lot of conversations with with our end customers about can they really trust the cloud and this or that. I don't think I don't think uh, one of our prospective customers has brought that up in nine months. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that there's a whole piece of the conversation that you no longer have to have. It's right. almost like when you look back, you're like, oh, I'm not sure I want something that's you know connected to the internet because what if the internet goes down? I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> that's an old conversation. <laughs> right. Exactly. Very cool. 
uh, Abe Stein with uh, Matter 365. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, we will, uh, with luck, we will hear from you again. Absolutely. Well, Carl, it was was a blast being uh, a guest on your show here and uh, looking forward to uh, talking soon. Very good. That will do it for this episode of the SMB Community Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.